Before today's episode of Big Brain Hour, first, a word from our sponsors. Ancient astronaut theory. Pushed on the History Channel at like midnight every Thursday. Weekday television, you know? I believe it. I believe ancient astronaut theory. I believe that Stonehenge could not have possibly been built by human beings. There is no way that these boys were lifting those stones, lining them up to align with celestial events prehistory. Just no chance. You just no chance. Like the fact, the fact that Ancient Aliens is even on the History Channel is just absurd. Steve, I think it points to the fact that it is history. <laughs> you don't get on the History Channel unless they vet it pretty tough. I think only facts are shown in the History Channel. Dude, you've seen pictures of cavemen. Those boys were swole. <laughs> Those boys can pick up a rock or two. <laughs> That's all they did back then was pick up rocks. Oh. They did get a lot of practice. <laughs> well, everyone, welcome back to Big Brain Hour. Uh, this episode is all about extraterrestrials. We're talking ancient astronaut theory. We're talking the Drake equation. We're talking about the unidentified aerial phenomenon task force that the United States government put together and didn't tell you about until now. We're talking about it all. We've got an actual alien encounter survivor here in the studio, Reagan Rychecki. Reagan, thank you so much for being in the studio with me and Steve today, recording remote with us. How are you doing? I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I can't wait to share with you my my story. It was definitely something that stuck with me, so I look forward to sharing with you guys. Yeah, so Reagan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your encounter? Because not very many people have had a firsthand alien experience and aren't on psychedelics. So I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this. Yeah, so this experience, you know, I was never really a firm alien believer, one that really pushed for and supported all the theories behind aliens and kind of their livelihoods. You you could say a doubter. I was definitely a doubter. I was not a believer. And this one night I was on a, a walk and I was actually with both of my parents and we were walking and we walked past this Basically, there's a plot of land where an old mansion is, and it basically belonged to the owners of the land that now, I guess, the entire city is built on. And it's pretty dark up there at night. There's a big field, and it was pretty late. It was about 10. And we were just walking back, and all of a sudden, a big circle of light, a very bright light just appeared directly on the field. And it's nothing like I'd never seen anything like it before. And it wasn't completely circular. It was kind of like an oval, a little bit of an oval shape. And it just appeared straight down on the field. And I just stopped and looked at it. And then my parents stopped and we were both just like, look, we were all three of us were just like, we couldn't, we didn't move for like five minutes. And this thing just kept on it would, the light would turn off and it would appear in the same dimensions about 10 yards, you know, to the right, to the left, back and forth. And it did this for about five minutes and we were like just all completely shocked and we just stood and watched it and we didn't move for like five minutes after it was gone. 
And so after we were all super spooked by it, and I, I'm not, I'm not easily spooked. And so this definitely shook me to the core. And so we kept walking and all of a sudden it appears directly above us. And my dad and I were in the front and my mom was in the back and it was so bright. And then around lined in the, on the edges, my mom could see it cause she was like on the outside. It was basically like some sort of metal grate type lining and you could see it kind of in a shadow and it was just right above us. It was super bright. And then it just completely off. And after that, we like, we all agreed that we all saw the same thing and we walked home. And then the, the weirdest thing I think that happened to me that really was the final like push that this was something, you know, very odd was we walked into the house and we closed the garage door and then we closed the door that goes into the garage and we all go into the kitchen and we're just like kind of spooked. And my mom goes back and the door to the garage is open and the garage door is open. And I can remember pressing the garage door closed with my finger and watching it close all the way. So it, both the doors were open nothing like I've ever seen before and I was so I was like scared that night like I had to sleep with the light on it was that intense of an experience and I'm like usually not someone that believes stuff like you know aliens but I believe they walk them up wow Steve does that make you a believer you know I I'm certainly curious. I do have a few questions, Reagan, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. So basically, I know it was night, but was this like a particularly cloudy night? It actually was completely cloudy. There was, you couldn't see the moon at all. Um, And it was like, it had been, it was dark all day. It was stormy. The only thing that like popped into my mind, I was like, okay, what could it possibly be? Moonbeam was the first thing that I thought and did a little research on that. And there's like, it definitely was not a moonbeam just by the way it looked and how it moved to different spots. So I can definitely say I've ruled that out. Um, but yeah, it was definite, it was dark. And so there was no way that, you know, light could have been produced from the moon that was like that. Interesting. Okay. Did it make any sounds? No sound. It was completely silent. So that was also something that was like weird, I guess, to me. Um, And I also know like it wasn't a drone or anything because like drones are, I like some people will like fly drones, you know, around, I guess, that area. But like you can always hear the drone in the light that it makes is not as big you know or as bright as the light that i saw well you know steve what gets me about this whole story is you know like the first thing i thought when i heard this was oh get a drone over you that was just shining a light down on you Mm -hmm. but when they looked into the sky they could not see a source of light from the sky and they looked all around in the light they could see like the dust particles and stuff in the air the light was coming from directly above them yeah it wasn't like a spotlight from a house you know or anything like that it was literally like the light was refracting off the dust particles in the air jeez 
I'm kind of baffled to be honest. And then you said your garage door was also up. I'm not gonna lie, the fattest spider just crawled over Reagan's foot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Where is it? Is everyone okay in the studio? Everyone's okay. Our live our live studio audience actually just made their own tinfoil hat is wearing it right now. (laughs) Is the spider okay? The spider got underneath the couch. <laughs> Snap. I think it was dragging it back. <laughs> wow. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Jeez. Well, this is wild. This is wild. <laughs> this is. I think this really just, you know, I think that's a sign. I'm going to rate this encounter fact. This is not fiction. Confirmed. I'm, I'm giving it the official Big Brain Hour fact check uh, check mark right there. Dang. Steve, are you ready to go that far? Am I ready? Are you ready to say that this is fact, not fiction? Yeah, I could say this is fact. I can't think of any plausible, uh, plausible solution other than aliens. I mean, what else could it possibly be? It couldn't be, from the sounds of it, an airplane cannot hover in place. No. A helicopter makes more than enough noise to hear on a still night. Could be lamps. Drone would have also, you would have been able to hear it, and you would have been able to see the light source. This, this has to be aliens. It's point blank the only explanation. I think, you know, I've heard a lot of stories like this, too. Um... A lot of people spot UFOs. A lot of people spot unidentified flying objects. So many people have spotted these, in fact, that the United States government has designated an actual task force to deal with unidentified flying objects. It is called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. It was created as a way to standardize the collection reporting of sightings of unexplained aerial vehicles. This information... Um, the existence of this task force was um, acknowledged when the government was forced to release documents related to it um, after the Intelligence Authorization Act was passed. It made all of this information in public domain. You can go look it up on um, online, the government archives. Um, I think there's no denying that there's something going on that even the government has taken interest in. Yeah, it's it's weird. You've you've read the articles on it, right? The Oh yeah. I've done I've done much more research. Let's just say I know more about what we're talking about on this episode than I've ever known about any other episode. <laughs> I've read about a I've read about a grand total of two or three articles, Steve. I've done more research than people have will do in their entire life on UFOs. You know more about UFOs than E. T. himself. E. T.'s a clown, Steve. I know everything there is to be known about UFOs. <laughs> Well, here's what I find weird after reading the article. One is that this task force has kind of been hidden. Like they said, they dismantled it a long time ago, but it's still been like running in the shadows almost. Yeah. Weird. Very strange. Second thing, I think they took a quote like straight from the archives that said something along the lines of like spaceships not made on Earth. Yes. 
they oh. were they were they were I read I read up on that. That line did not confirm the existence. However, they did acknowledge that some of the aircraft that have been spotted, um, that have been recorded, that they have found, uh, have capabilities that are unknown. Like, the capabilities that no known human aircraft or civilization has ever been capable of possessing. So, um, unless there are other... Uh, nations on earth the leading theories are russia or china that have made a huge technological leap that we don't know about odds are that some of these spacecraft originate from other worlds jeez do you do you know when these aircrafts are from like when when were these discoveries made is this like a recent thing um i know a lot of it was happening in like the world war ii era which in my mind, can kind of be written off to like a huge increase in military activity. That's true. But a lot of it also happened in like the seventies and eighties, but there's also been there's also been aircraft recoveries made like the last couple of years as well. But sightings have continued, like have continued at a steady pace throughout history, really, since they've been recording it. Dang, interesting stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Thing I think. Um, I think one one of the core questions, Reagan. I don't know about you, but like one of the core questions that I often think about is, are we alone in this universe? And is it even reasonable to think that there's? I think it's completely unreasonable to think that there's no one else out there. We are not only not alone in this universe, but we have already been compromised. There are already aliens that are living among us on this planet they're like what would be the point of you know not trying to colonize and not trying to spread your influence everyone's about that influencer lifestyle and i can say with 100 percent confidence that so are these alien beings that we're working with here they're here they're influencing and they're not leaving anytime soon so i'm gonna drop a thought bomb on both of you is there any chance that TikTok was released by an alien species in order to collect data on us? Yes. So they can analyze our shopping habits. Yes. I'd say it's highly possible. The, the motive's there. <laughs> the motive's there. The capabilities there. Like, think, think of the algorithm of TikTok. It's like years past what we could do currently on Earth. It's legendary. That's an hard algorithm for sure there's there's no way some random boy is pulling up with that algorithm unless they're from a different planet facts well i mean if you look at some of the stuff that um if you look at some of the stuff that i mean this kind of goes back to ancient aliens like even back i mean back then this is kind of glaring examples of it but like some of the structures built by ancient humans literally make no sense. Like, I mean, the pyramids, like, you can kind of explain that with just, like, enormous slave labor. <laughs> some of the other um, some of the other structures that are under scrutiny are kind of, like, some of the huge Mayan super cities um, that were, like, I mean, borderline as big as, like, modern cities today. Technology used to build those is just out of this world. I mean, you can even look at, like, cathedrals in Europe and argue that that shouldn't have been possible, given what we know. Yeah, 
Yeah, you bring up some good points, and then there's always the Nazca lines. I don't know if you've, you've heard of those. No, I haven't. They're basically like these, these giant fields. My guess is they're probably in South America, maybe. Mm-hmm. But they're basically like giant pictures of of like people and whatnot, but you can only see them from like aerial perspectives. Huh. And they were made like, you know, thousands of years ago. Yeah, it's like what were what were ancient humans making art that can only be viewed from like the air. Exactly. I mean that's not like I mean I I don't know if you've ever seen it in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But I mean, I take that movie as canon. I will say, I think um, when Indiana Jones found the Crystal Skull and they managed to actually find the aliens at the heart of the Mayan Temple, I think that might actually be the proof needed for humanity to accept aliens. Like, I think that movie really lays down the basis that, you know, like, there's more to this world than it seems. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that just don't take the time to educate themselves. Like, you have to watch the movie, educate yourself a little bit on these issues. But a lot of people refuse to do so, and we see this theme. It just keeps, you know, happening throughout society. People just refuse to educate themselves. And I think mm. that there's just some things that are so obvious, and it, they're just there for people, but few believers and few people who are willing to go out and gather that information. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to pose a question for you guys. Yeah. And so everyone thinks like aliens are going to come from like outer space, right? Yeah. But you know, when Reagan brings up the point how there's like people living among us, like aliens. Yeah. It kind of reminds me like, you know, the theory of like kind of the reptile people from, from below. Yes. Do you guys have any comments on that? Well, you know, Steve, what's so interesting is um, me and Aaron were actually talking about this the other uh, day. And the, the vibe that, honestly, this entire year has given me, it wouldn't surprise me if the Donald just removed his mask and revealed himself to be a reptilian overlord who literally has just been pulling the strings to weaken us. And he's like, yeah, I'm here. And then all the other politicians, Mitch McConnell removes his mask, Nancy Pelosi removes her mask, and all the reptilians reveal themselves. And I mean, honestly, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, motives there. Motives there, capabilities there. That I, we just, I've been harping on that. But I think there's, there's a will, there's a way. Dang. So I have a fun story to deal with the reptilian people. Really? Yeah, it's actually it wasn't funny in the moment, but it's hilarious to look back on now. So, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll tell it right now. The um, my freshman year of college, I was taking an astronomy class, um, and in the astronomy class, there was like a seven year old woman. Um, I will not name her name who was in the class and she was not completed it um did like years before and so she's in this class you know she sits near me and my friend and like the whole year like we'll talk um 
by the end of the class, there was, we had a couple classes at the end that talked all about extraterrestrials and the possibility of extraterrestrials and how, and, you know, kind of how there is a scientific basis for this being possible. So we had a quicker poll and this poll was, do you believe in aliens or in some way, shape or form or like, no, do you not believe in aliens or do you believe in something else? And there was one response out of 300 people for the something else category. And he goes, you know, I'm really interested if you feel comfortable sharing what is the something else. And sure enough, Polly raises her hand, proceeds to go on a 20-minute rant about how the reptilian people were crossed between demons and human beings that have been around since the time of Adam and Eve and have controlling world events. Our professor is just dumb, completely helpless at the, the wrath that he's unleashed. And from that day forward, I, I'm a believer in reptilian theory. Yeah. I think one of those things that's written off too much, we're too used to just writing those people off as crazy. Um, that's just what the man wants to believe. Yeah. I mean, demons and manipulating history motives there. Steve, if I can ask you. Are you rolling your phone around on the ground right now? Like I'm trying to, I'm starting to lose connection here and my battery's dying. So I'm trying to <laughs> find the happy medium where it's plugged in and also transmitting. I'm proud of you. That's, that's tough. That's real tough. I myself cannot get my group text to stop texting me right now. <laughs> Dang, Mr. Popular, huh? Yeah, I know. Pretty popular. Uh, it's all the Big Brain Hour fan, uh, fans <laughs> simping, for, uh, simping for the gang. Oh, and so, you know, speaking of, like, education about topics, another thing I find really interesting is the Drake equation. Oh. Um, it's an equation that a physicist came up with to as a way to kind of predict how many civilizations might exist within the Milky Way galaxy. So this guy thinks that if you multiply all these different variables together, and these variables are completely speculative, for example, one of the variables, F1, is the fraction of life-supporting planets that develop life. FC, the fraction of intelligent civilizations that develop communication. And there's several others just like this. And if you run through this whole equation, the end result is if you go hyper conservative on all the numbers, end up with thousands of intelligent civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. Reagan and Steve, what are your takes on this? I think this is a great this is a great equation. I think it definitely hits all the input variables. Um, I think they definitely hit everything that I would have taken into account here. Um, and they're just, you know, the outcome matches my intuition that there are obviously lots of different civilizations nearby, far away from us that exist. And I think there's lots that are actively trying to, you know, become, you know, relevant in the galaxy. And they try to just make themselves part of different civilizations. So, so you think they're wannabes right now? I think 
that they are all wannabes, and the only real ones are here on Earth. Mm. Mm. That's... Steve, what's your take? Yeah, I'm going to call BS on the, on the Drake equation, not going to lie. Jeez. I mean, basically this... To, to put this into like an analogy... Actually, you know what? Yeah, never mind. Basically, this is just like the, the dude looked up at the stars and he said, oh, there's a lot of stars. So maybe if like 1% of them are populated, there must be aliens. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what he did. I love it. That's not science. That is corruption, <laughs> lies, deceit. It's money grubbing. It is. I, mean, I think that we should come up with the big brain equation. The big brain equation? Mm-hmm. Steve, what would the big brain equation contain? Dang. Well, we we would take into account 360 degrees, which is this, uh, the basically like our scope of what we can see from the Earth. Oh, wow. In a circle. Yep. And then the the number of dots in the sky, the number of stars per degree, Yep. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd basically start. I don't know if you got any. Yeah, I mean, from there, I mean, another thing you have to calculate is the number of planets that are populated by bots, for example. <laughs> That's facts. Because I think in order to make this equation work, we have to take into account the bot hypothesis, which states that around um, one-third to two-thirds of every planet is populated by bots in order to completely fill the population. So I think we also have to count bots in this because, I mean, what if there are planets entirely made of bots? That is a good point because we that would not be considered life. No, that's not intelligent life, at least. <laughs> but oh, wait, how many uh, how many plants are in the solar system? Eight. Eight. So one in eight planets have life is what we've confirmed. Yes. So we just had to find out how many planets there are and then divide that by eight. Steve, that's genius. Drake doesn't know what he's doing, man. No. <laughs> clown. Certified clown. Drake, Drake is busted. He gets two thumbs down. Myth busted. <laughs> so, now that Big Brain Hour has shown that you can still believe in aliens, but still not believe in the Drake equation, I think something that I think a lot of this take into account here. Something that we all need to think about is, yes, you can use social media, but no, you should not buy into toxic simp culture. Mm. Do you want to give us a little primer on how simp cultures part social media? Well, sure. You know, I did an episode a while back talking about how to become an influencer. And I think that I just have uncovered a big problem, a big injustice that's been going on in all forms of social media. Um, it disgusted me. It made me feel worried for where the world is headed. And I think a lot of people fall victim to this. And that would be the simp culture that exists in these social media forms. And I think that you have to think about it. There's the simp culture, but there's also, you know, the bait culture who are baiting the simps in 
And it's really, you know, a dance for two. It takes both parties actively involved, actively, you know, putting out content and putting out statements in order for things to really start going bad. Um, Lincoln, would you like to follow up with anything there? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let me just say, I think you're spot on. Without, without the, the people baiting the simps, there would be no simps. But without the simps, there'd be no people baiting them. It's this toxic negative feedback loop where the more bait put out there, the more simps there will be. And the more simps there are, the more people will be inclined to throw bait out. I mean, people have figured out that they can make absolute killing off of making these people worship them on social media and really just, um, I mean, we've even seen examples of people donating like their rent, like payments to like people on OnlyFans. I mean, it's really just gotten out of hand. There's only one solution though, to solve this problem. Um, it's to expose the simps. Now, the reason why it wouldn't work to expose the baiters is because they've already exposed themselves and they're they're out in the open. They're out in the open. They're vulnerable. They don't really care though because they're playing they're playing the long game. They're playing the end game. They're just trying to acquire materials and they're just continuously building. <laughs> now, simps are constantly feeding into it. But once you expose a simp, they have no ability to recover from that and once you expose you know a great number of them then the culture ceases to exist and that's how you kill this this disease so if you see your if you see your friend being a simp should you clown them on site is what i'm hearing yes you have to humiliate them you have to expose them in a big way it can't be small Steve, any input on this? I totally agree with this this uh, rhetoric that Reagan is putting forward. <laughs> I, I think what we see here is a symbiotic relationship between simps and thoughts. So if we can kill off the simps, then the thoughts will go as well. Exactly. They cannot. One cannot survive without the other. Precisely. And I think some an interesting development as well as. In the early days, the people putting out the bait used to primarily be women, and the simps used to almost exclusively be men. But nowadays, I'm even seeing it the other way around at times. I'm seeing it start to affect everyone equally, and I think we might be at the tipping point where this could start to really get out of hand, where it just grows out of control. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, that's just the problem with social media. You get a couple people on there that um, you get a couple people on there that just know how to really play the game and, um, you know, really attract the maximum following, and they basically have unlimited power. They have access to, like, half of the world right there on that platform. I think our alien overlords should, I mean, if they see this go much farther, they should just put us down. Maybe that's why they're revealing themselves to us. I think that's why the reptilians might eventually reveal themselves. Because, I mean, 
they don't want to see this planet just get completely ruined because, I mean, they basically thrived off of human civilization for a long time. Confirmed. Confirmed. We'll rate that as a a probable yes. Yeah, the motive's there. Motive's there. The means are there. Myth busted. (laughs) So, you know, with all the reptilians and, you know, we're talking about these aliens maybe revealing themselves eventually. Maybe there aren't any aliens to reveal themselves. This really reminds me of the movie Ad Astra, where... They go on this epic journey thinking that this alien life form is like open up a wormhole um, out near Saturn to try and save humanity because Earth is pretty much doomed. So they go out there and they check it out and it turns out through like this huge convoluted series of events basically that there are no aliens and it was simply themselves from the future that had opened this, opened this terror and that there, it, there was no one else out there. That it was just themselves wishing there were. Themselves hoping that there were. Wanting to believe it. Do you think that is a possibility, Steve? Oh, for sure. I think Ad Astra was a very realistic depiction of our future. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I do think I like the, whether it's true or not, that there are aliens out there. Uh, I think... As of right now, we have each other here on Earth. Yeah. And I, I like that sentiment that the movie brings. And I think that, uh, you know, we need to stop treating uh, our fellow neighbor as an alien. And, we, yeah. uh, you know, everyone needs to learn to get along. Uh, that way, uh, when aliens do come, you know, we will, uh, we will be unified to, to speak to them. Precisely. I think... Um... Because let's face it, like, we basically got hit with the flu and the whole world basically just, like, fell apart. Like, imagine if aliens just, like, landed at the White House. Like, people <laughs> would not know how to act. Like, we don't even know how to act. Like, when there's we basically just, like, the super flu going around. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, right now we are just not unified enough. We are not ready to handle something that that mind-blowing. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a really smart thing really great way to end this and really tie it off. Yeah. Reagan, any last thoughts? I think you tied it up pretty well there. Um, Thanks for having me on. I really appreciated you guys sharing this conversation with me. And yeah, thanks. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the cast. We really appreciate uh, your knowledge and experience. Uh, I think, You've made myself and many other uh, of our listeners believers uh, in extraterrestrials. Yeah, I mean, that story alone was it was was pretty powerful. I mean, that was um, some of the first hard evidence I've ever heard from someone that um, I actually know personally. So I thought that that story right there is really great. And thank you so much for coming on the store on the show and sharing it with us. Yeah, of course. So, Steve, want to wrap us up? Uh, want to wrap us up today? All right, guys. Well, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, you know, I would encourage you to just do your own research, whether you whether you believe in aliens or not. Just make sure that uh, you know the facts and and you look at the the data, and then make your own opinion. Uh, and of course, stay safe out there and and stay big brain. <laughs>